Uh, today's podcast is neither short nor long because I don't know where it's going to go. Um, today's podcast is a little background about me um, in the hope that my story of who I am and, and how I've gotten to where I am right now um, will inspire or influence somebody um, who was who I am. And I believe there's a lot more people who are who I was. God, that is such a mouthful to say. Um, and I, I do think that it's by sharing this story that I can help some young person or somebody who is in the mind space I was for that length of time um, to realise that you can come back from it, you can change, you can turn everything around to live the most fulfilling life ever. Um, so I thought that sharing this story would be a brilliant way to start my podcast journey. Um, so the goal with the podcast is just to bring you information, to bring you content. Um, some days they'll be short, some days they'll be long. Um, I never know really um, how this one is going to work out, how long or short it'll be, but I hope that you you find value through it. Um, I'm sniffling and forgive the note. Ah, come here, I want to say forgive my snotty sounding voice all the time, but come here, I always have a snotty sounding voice. <laughs> That's how it is. Um, so that that is me, and I have to. I'm part of this journey, and part of this explaining is about me learning to embrace who I am. I've always been a snotty human, um, end of, and that's who it is. So, um, let me get to it. So, I, I'm born in 1980, which means at the time of recording this, which is January 2020, I am 39 and a half. Looking forward to my 40th birthday. Um, birthdays are usually something I dread, but I'm learning to embrace them and see that. Every birthday I have is another chance I have to live one more year on the on this planet, which is completely unique. Um, as opposed to years ago, I just hated birthdays, um, because I couldn't accept getting older and change was not something I wanted. Um, I always wanted to be that same person. I couldn't see any positivity in life. Um, but I'll get to that in a few minutes. Um, I'm married. I have two children, two amazing children, and I have a, an amazing husband, Sean. Uh, really, really, really salt of the earth kind of human. I'd probably give him a harder time than he deserves. Um, really one of the kindest people I've ever met and probably was a, a big influence in changing my way of thinking um, and just facilitating my madness as I as I progress. So married to a really fabulous guy. My parents were separated. Um, so as a child, we lived in a house that there was fighting nonstop, continuous aggression, uh, quite vocal um, disagreements and um, all that being said I have the greatest respect for both my parents and um, as people I, I do believe that they didn't find happiness and they settled and I guess as I realized this as I got older um, I let go of any hate that I felt for my parents fighting all the time and I just um, accepted it that they were two young people who just settled they didn't really follow what they were passionate about and um, they gave up on their own dreams their own goals they just got married really young because that's what you did as opposed to listening to their inner voices following happiness and pursuing that and as a result they ended up in a marriage that had nothing in common with each other and continuous fights so as a kid growing up it was quite stressful to have to listen to quite a lot of fights all the time and um, or definitely daily and I guess um it definitely shaped all all our my siblings our own levels of confidence. Not saying our parents are bad people. In fact, they're they're quite amazing people. Um, they were just two victims as well, caught in that that vicious cycle of, I call it settling instead of pursuing what they wanted. So as a result, we lived in quite a, a stress a, a stressful environment all the time. 
which in one sense has been an amazing grace now because now as an adult um, I have no ability to tolerate um, lack of communication between my, me and Sean um, any disagreements we discuss them um, as opposed to shouting at each other well it's usually like every man I discuss it and Sean says yes which is perfect but uh, I guess you learn to communicate so um, and that's been my journey I guess from every negative situation I have learned to turn it into a positive only in, in recent years so it wasn't always that positive um, yeah so brother and sister Paul and Lindsay really fabulous people and um yeah, I suppose that's the that's the overall that's the background. I, I better get to the nitty gritty of it. Um I think going back at the age of I'm gonna say about twelve is the first time um I started to hate myself. Um I didn't know at the time I was I was in, in deep throes of self hate. Um my confidence was at an all time low, but as a person, um as a personality I'm quite uh, out there. I guess you'd call me an extrovert living in an introvert <laughs> I'm an extrovert but deep down I'm an introvert and I, do, I think the extrovert personality that I developed was one to allow me to mask my deep insecurities so I, I, I think as far back as the age of 12 is when I started to first hate myself um, I never felt good enough Um, I always had this ambition that when I get this I will be happy when I do this I will be happy when I get this or when I achieve this when I buy this and as a result, um, I, I never was able to face down my own fears, my own insecurities of this continuous self-hate um, and always searching for the next thing to make me happy. And I guess as far back as that, that was the start of my own self-destruction. Um, I'm saying 12, but when I do the maths, I always work out and say that um, I've wasted 20, 20 years. But if I do the maths and go back to the age of 12, where I started my self-hate, um, I'm definitely in 20 plus years, but um, I'm not going to go, I'm, I'm going to say 20 years because it seems a bit more manageable to regain my 20 years back. Um, what triggered the self-hate as a young kid? I don't know. I do not know. I will never know to this day. The only worrying pattern is I do see my own 10-year-old kid expressing desires of self-hate. Um, so I don't know if it's something I was born with. Um, as a human, I'm quite an anxious person. I was quite an anxious person um, as, a, as a natural trait. And that was something that I always had. Um, my self-hate wasn't really to do with my ability to do things, though. Um, I always uh, gave everything a shot. was always prepared to work hard and had confidence masked confidence um, in the ability I had to play sport, in my ability um, to be an artist and um, knew I had ability at this but at the same time always held myself back because um was never running at full throttle um, my self-hate always revolved around my looks and my weight um, definitely from the age of 15 onwards I weighed myself every single day um, in the morning and the evening if the weighing scale said I don't know, I can't even remember what I weighed back then. Um, if the weighing scale said nine stone, one pound, let's say, and my if it said nine stone, one pound, um, my goal that day would be to watch what I ate so that when I'd get back on the scales the next day, it would say less than nine stone, one pound. And for 20 years, I lived in that state of always trying to get down lower, 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 lower. Um, and this was a real destructive pattern because... 
even though I enjoyed myself, don't get me wrong. Like, so what's funny is that I'm not one of these people who you describe as who was a depressed human. That that I definitely wasn't. I mean, I was always having fun. I was up out. I was had a real popular group of friends in school. Um, used to love being with the girls. But what it did do is it did hold me back. It didn't allow me to be my full self. I always had hesitancy in my brain. I always, if we were going to the cinema as friends, my thoughts would always refer to, oh no, um, but I'm eating these Maltesers, now I'm going to be fat. So most experiences in my life for those 20 years always revolved around, but I'd be fat. So they were always tinged with a sense of um, unhappiness because I was always thinking, oh, the food, the food, the food. Um, I was addicted to exercise in a way that um, I didn't see exercise as a tool for making me a stronger human. I saw exercise only as a tool of uh, staying slim. Um, and uh, my relationship with food was if I ate something big, I was always going to work it off the next day. I didn't realize that I was trapped in that mindset at the time. But looking back, I do know this was now definitely my behaviour. Um, as an adult and as I got older, I definitely knew what I was doing, 100%. Um, the relationship with exercise was not one of love. It was one of um, exercise to work food off. Um, I, 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 I don't know where, where its lowest point was. Well, I do know the lowest point because I know it was my turning point. Um, but there was there was years of, of lots of lowness. Um, I look back at my own wedding day. Um, ha, like I mean, I'm I'm truly blessed when it comes to a marriage. I have a really fantastic husband, but honestly, if I look back at my wedding day, it's kind of tinged with a little bit of self of regret because on that day I hated myself so much. Um, even though everyone was saying, "Oh, you look simply stunning," you're simply stunning. Um, I look back at the day and I know that I had self hate. Um, I know that before I walked up that church, I said to myself, "I wish I did more." which is an incredible thing to now look back. And I'm a bit ashamed of it in one way to look back and say that that's the thoughts that I had as I walked into the church. I wish I did more, as in I wish I lost more weight. I wish I looked better. Um, and here was the difficulty. So I spent my life continually, continuously wishing I looked thinner. I already was thin. And this is what I didn't realise. Um, I already was really thin, really lean, not to the point that I looked too thin. Um, I actually used to look at people who are really thin and I wish I had their determination, even though I go, yeah, but you don't look good. I just wish I had your determination to, to make myself that good. Um, so I, I, I didn't realise how fabulous I actually was. Um, I continuously wished I looked better. I continuously wished I wasn't as fat. Um, I remember considering getting... I don't even know, sure, I don't even know what it is, but I remember thinking I was going to get for my wedding fillers or Botox in your in my cheeks. I don't even know if that's a thing, but I remember thinking that I should have got that done so that I'd have a more defined cheeks for the wedding. That's the level of self-hate. Um, I definitely will 100% admit that, uh, number one, my relationship with exercise was very negative. Um, I did try make myself sick on a number of occasions. Um, I binge eat. Now, I didn't do this a lot. I did do it for sure. I didn't do it a lot. Um, when I did this, I realized I wasn't able to keep it up. And that became another source of self-hate because I couldn't even be a good bulimic. That's how bad it was. 
any diet that's out there, I tried it. Um, Weight Watchers Slimming World. Um, I tried Fat Burners. I tried, I don't know, oh, laxatives. That was a good one. I was brilliant on the laxatives for a while, where I would take laxatives, telling my mom that um, I couldn't poo, but actually I was taking the laxatives, so I'd poop out any food I'd eat. Um, I tried them all. Uh, I tried the cleanse, the C9, that cleanse one. I tried the juice diet. Um, the C9, that cleanse, that cleanse one that I did, that um, C9, nine pounds in nine days, that one was actually my turning point. Um, and I'll tell you about that story in a few minutes. I know, I'll tell about you now. Tell you about it now. Um, so to my lowest point, um, and I, I guess I'm rambling a little bit here, but look, I hope that this connects with somebody. Uh, telling your story and being so honest is, uh, is a difficult thing to do. You know, it's a difficult thing to talk about yourself like this and and not feel ashamed but I won't say I'm ashamed of myself because I know that it, it, it is who I am and it is if if that hurt facilitated who I became and how I now feel totally unstoppable and that I'm that I am living the most fulfilled life ever and I've never felt happier so I am ashamed of my story it is my story and it is has allowed me to become who I've become so although I'm ashamed I also am empowered by it. Um, so as my sister was getting married in 2014 and I was her only bridesmaid and I was really at the lowest point of this self-destruction. I had had the kids a few years now and um, never regained my confidence after the kids that got even lower. During both my pregnancies, I my self-hate was at an all-time high um, because I couldn't cope with getting fat. After I had the lads, um, I couldn't cope that I had so much body fat still on me. Um, after both the kids, um, I was skipping meals. I was functioning on nothing um, in order to get skinny. Um, and I was devastated that I wasn't losing weight that quick. I couldn't understand. I remember meeting a girl I knew and we had kids at the same time. And I remember meeting her walking out to the doctors and I just thought she looked amazing. And she was only a few days after having the kid and I just felt like a whale. And I remember getting into the car and barely being able to cry, barely being able to get home because I was crying so much. That's how crap I felt. And it was all to do with my body weight. Um, I functioned like the most amazing human as a as a new mother. I it was all or nothing. I gave absolutely everything to the kids and I gave nothing to myself, which was um a difficult challenge. Um, and the reason I didn't have a third child. Um, I love kids, I love babies, love love being a mom. Um, I couldn't bring myself back to go into that place again. It was such a low point after having the kids and the feelings that I felt. Um, and again, that's honesty. Um, and, and it's the reason I, I wouldn't have a third child. I couldn't do it. I couldn't bring myself back to that place again. It was not a nice place to be. Um, even though I do love kids and if someone would hand them to me without the feelings of having to be that I was fat, I would probably have 15 of them. Um, anyway, so I had the kids and my sister was getting married and I remember it being Christmas and I was in self-destruct mode where I was just binge eating like you do at Christmas. Self-hate was at an all-time high and I just kept eating and eating and eating. Um, and when I say eating, I was not eating a few roses, I was eating a tin of roses and telling the kids they couldn't have any. So I'd eat the tin of roses the next day. I'd go out and run 10 miles and I promise I'll start tomorrow. And the tomorrow I'd come, I'd run the 10 miles and then I'd sit down and I'd start eating. And I'd eat and eat and eat and eat and I'd do the exact same behaviour. And then I got this idea or someone offered me the option of doing the C9 and I said, this is it. 
So I knew I was going to start this C9, which is um, you don't eat for nine days, basically. You do shakes, you take some tablet thing, and you do a shake for a few days, and then you're allowed to have one meal. In hindsight, what I did realise is all I was doing was put myself into a calorie deficit. But I think like the C9 is so unhealthy for your body because it's unsustainable. And before I did the C9, I did a total cleanse, clean out, and I ate every piece of junk of food, junk in my house. And because tomorrow I was starting this C9, I lasted a day and a half on the C9, and then I made up an excuse that one of the kids was sick and I couldn't keep it up because I needed the strength to deal with the kids. At this point, I felt like I couldn't do it, like I was a complete failure, that even I couldn't stick to this. I had all the motivation in the world. My sister was getting married and Sean's sister was getting married seven days before my sister. And if I didn't have the motivation right now, then I was solid useless. And that's the mindset I set into. Um, and that was the start of quite a low few months where I was obsessed about the weddings and looking thin but yet again I wasn't doing the healthy work that I needed to do in order to get the body that I desired I was skipping meals I was having diet coke for lunch um and then I was rebounding and binge eating because I was feeling so low um sister's wedding came and went and like my own wedding it was a great day but I still look back with feelings of sadness of how the morning of my sister's wedding, I jumped on the turbo trainer for an hour so that I'd look good in the dress, which in hindsight is absolute ridiculous. Made myself get up an hour earlier with the bride, you know, than, the, than everybody else. Now Lindsay's wedding was late, so it was a saving grace that I didn't have to get up too early. Um, but then I got on the turbo trainer for an hour the morning of my sister's wedding because I felt so fat. Um, a few months like this, and then I don't know what changed. I don't know what changed. I don't know what the turning point was. I definitely know that around that time was probably the lowest point. The lowest, the highest levels of self-hate, the highest level of I, I, I was useless. And at the same time, a turning point. Um, I can never put my finger on what made me turn. And it wasn't instant. It was a slow and gradual thing. Um. So I can't say do A, B and C. All I can do is tell you what I've done and how I've been since then. Um, so after Lindsay's wedding, I started listening to YouTube speakers, um, motivational speakers. How I even came across these, I will never, ever know. Um, and this was definitely the start of it. Um, actually, I do know one thing that changed. Um, after my sister's wedding... Um, was the time I bought my van. Um, I, I bought a van at Renault Masters. I always had a dream that I wanted to own a camper van. Um, after Lindsay's wedding, and I, I'm probably only putting two and two together here, um, I bought the van, and it was a panel van, so just like a white van, and I had the goal of saving money so that I could convert this van, and that I was going to do it. And convert this van, and I was going to travel the world in it. So that was one thing that happened. And I started to find meaning in, in life. I started listening to motivational speakers such as Tony Robbins, Jim Rowan. Um, there also was some fitness people who I was following on, on, on Facebook at the time. And they were definitely a positive influence, such as Shalene Johnson, even though I don't follow her at all now. Um, I find her quite a head wreck now. But back then, I definitely found her um, a positive influence. 
just her outlook on life and particularly Tony Robbins and now I think Tony Robbins is a bit OTT at times Um, I find he's a bit a bit too into God for my for my thing but I do like his message I would listen to those things on YouTube probably every couple of days I would spend a few minutes listening to YouTube and that was helpful and I had the new goal of setting about and achieving working hard so that I could convert my van um, I did convert the van worked really hard got it converted and we spent our first holidays in the van and this is where I probably start feeling the first sense of freedom in my van we wear no makeup we live like gypsies we have only a handful of clothes we're there to impress nobody but our only goal is to have a good time we play board games we color we read we um do everything that's uncommercial that you can humanly think of and I guess at that time I started to fall in love with this idea of happiness. Um, I had found in my van and at the start a true feeling of what it felt to be happy. Then I start realising around this time that if I wanted to be happy, just like converting the van, um, I had to go be make myself happy. And I guess this was where I started my journey. Um, I soaked myself and surrounded myself with positive energies um, and I know that sounds a bit hippy-dippy, so I start listening to podcasts by people like Brian Keane Fitness, um, Tony Robbins again, um, now I listen to Gary V. I I listen to um, Audible or audiobooks that are all through, you know, uh, the subtle art of not giving a fuck, the obstacles are the way, um, books like this, and I surround myself with only positive people. I made a conscious effort that the people who are bitching and the people who are bringing other people down are not the people I wanted to be with. And this was in one problem in one way because I realised that lots of people did this. So it did involve a little bit of stepping back and deciding what I wanted and who I wanted to spend my damn time with. So that was a massive step for me. I realised that I didn't want to bring people down because it, in fact... My inner self was quite a kind human and deep down I was only ever bringing people down to make myself feel better. Um, I started to look at people and I started to look at what they had and I said, oh man, well done to them. If I seen a girl who I thought I looked amazing, I stepped back and I said to myself, my God, well done you because that takes hard work. Now when I see someone like this, it's out of my mouth before I have a chance to even think what I said. My natural instinct now is when I see someone who is amazing, not to begrudge them anymore, which I did for sure because I was self-loathed, um, it's to look at them and say out loud, Jesus, you look amazing. And genuinely, I mean it. Um, so back to where I was, yes, I started to listen to podcasts. I started to run and um, I made the most amazing friends running. Um, where we chat and we chit chat and we and at the time I remember meeting this uh, amazing girl Rosanna and we both used to spend so much time talking about um our body weight and our you know ourselves and I remember thinking God this girl is amazing how she was able to just say to me no you do what makes you happy you do what makes you happy and I always remember to this day those key words no you do what makes you happy. She used to always say those words, you know, well, look, if the running time doesn't suit you, you run on a time that makes you happy. No one gives a fuck here. And I just thought, God, she's so right. You got to do what makes you happy because it actually doesn't affect anybody else once you're happy. 
So I started running, fell in love with running, loved the mind space of running. Um, before I became positive about the running, when I was still in my, my growing phase, as I call it, um, I was running and I was quite good at running. I was naturally good runner. Um, hadn't sp- played sport all my life. I didn't start running until I had the kids. Joined Fit for Life at 28 and realised, oh, geez, I'm kind of good at this. Like most things, I'm kind of good at this. But at the same time, I was still transitioning. I was still running to lose weight or keep the pounds down. So for a few years, I was running races. And as I was running races, I'd be saying to myself, um, God, if you were two pounds lighter, you'd be so much faster. God, if you were a kilo lighter, you would have won that race. Um, instead of just embracing it for what it was. I stopped racing then for a couple of years. And then I, and I kept running just for the love of running. I didn't want to race anymore because I kept worrying about my weight and if I was lighter I would be faster and I'd win more Um, particularly I remember running in Dane's Ford half marathon the JJ Ready um, won it the first year and the second year I ran it I won the race again um, and I won the race but I struggled every single step and every step I took I remember thinking to myself if you were two kilos lighter this would be so much easier I thought the race was horrendous I ran the race like I was last and not for one second was I even able to acknowledge or soak in the atmosphere that I won the bloody thing? All I kept thinking was I'm so much slower than last year because I'm so much fatter. That's not that long ago. That's about four years ago. So I was still growing and I was still transitioning during all this time. I'm now in a place where um, I don't run at all um, to lose weight. I I, know, I won't say I won't run ever. I dip into I do slip back. I have days where I slip back every now and then. Right now I'm in a place where I run because I love to run. Um, I do my best thinking when I'm running. I am, My most creative ideas come when I'm running. And running allows me to connect and feel at one with the world. As hippy-dippy as that sounds, um, it does. I feel completely alive. I com- feel completely empowered by running. I feel that when I run and the days I don't want to run, which is lots of days I don't want to do it, but once I'm out in it, I feel so proud that I went and challenged myself to do it. Um, that now running is a sense of liberation for me it's an empowerment for me it's nothing to do with uh, weight loss or being skinny um, it's to do with health and life and living my life to the max um, so back to where I was um, I also became really really heavily involved in work at the college I got stuck into uh, becoming the best lecturer that I could humanly be I worked really insanely hard on um really giving my all to the students and leaving nothing on the table. Um, I didn't want to ever go to bed at night feeling that um, I hadn't done my best. At the same time, I also started my business. And through luck and through hard work, um, I managed to grow my business from a small little fitness class in Stonyford to a really massive fitness class in the watershed, to moving my classes online, to now having a smaller class in the mornings, still big, still very big. Um, and... Surrounding myself with the most amazing, positive people. Um, the people who come to my classes have been transformational to my life as much as I've been to theirs. Um, I just feel that these people that I meet, they, they're so inspiring. They're so pot. They energize me. They're positive. They make me feel amazing. And as long as I live, I can't ever see myself giving up my morning classes. Um, so I guess what I'm explaining to you is to help me turn around. I set my goal on a dream. I got the feeling of happiness and I realized that in order to become happy, I had to go chase that feeling myself. I engaged myself in meaningful work through my business, through my classes and through my college work. 
I decided that I wanted to be the best lecturer I could humanly be. And I decided that I wanted to be the best fitness presenter, fitness professional around. And through both of those things, I started to really start falling in love with the person I was. In all my 20 years of self-hate, I never once stepped back and said, but you're a really good person. My loyalty and my um, backbone as a friend are unbelievable. I'm the most loyal human. I'm loyal as an old dog and I would never let anybody down. Never ever intentionally let anybody down. In 20 years of self-hate, I could never once see that about myself. I'm really, really naturally very funny human. I have a witty instinct that's really so, so dirty and vulgar and everything else. But I never realized how naturally funny I was. Um, I was always joking. I knew that. But actually, my default is hilarious as a human. And in those 20 years of self-hate, never once did I say, yeah, but you are some crack to be around. So I started to look at my qualities of my insides. I start I started to forget about what I looked like on the outside, what I weighed, what my face looked like, what my hair looked like, how fat I was, how thin I was, and I focused only on how kind I could be. Did I make somebody feel good today? Did I go out of my way to be nice to somebody? If I saw a student in the college and you know what, if I you know I you know you know people who were not part of any gang. Did I go out my way and say, how are you? How's it going? As I passed them by. So I'm talking about small changes. I made it my business that when I felt bad, to be extra kind. Because I knew that by being extra kind and extra generous, that it allowed me to feel absolutely amazing. So let me go back. I had a dream with my camper van and I worked hard and achieved it. So I set, set a goal. I found happiness and I realized that in order to be happy, I had to chase it myself. I also realized that happiness wasn't from things, from buying stuff. It was from doing stuff, doing simple stuff like reading, coloring with the kids and just spending some downtime. And that's why I love my van. I started to look inside at my good values as opposed to what I look like on the outside. And I listen to positive influences. My books, I surround myself with books now and podcasts that are all positives. Of course, I read novels. Um, you know, everyone needs to read novels. And I understand what makes you healthy. I now fuel my body to stay alive. I have no ambitions to be thin. But because I fuel myself with good food to be alive, you stay thin. When your goals are different, you realize that you lose weight, you stay thin. I look at everything I have and I journal for gratitude. I do a gratitude journal, not every day, but especially the days that I'm starting to feel anxious or I'm feeling stressed. Because you know what? Let's not be a fool. Not everybody likes you. But years ago, I would have put that down to what I looked like. Not everybody liking me now, I now simply say, but everyone has different, so different opinions. Everybody has different values. I don't like everybody, so how do I expect everybody to like me? And I'm okay with it, so long as I continue to 
stay true to my true values of being kind, being generous, being humble, and just being an all-around nice guy. Just try not to be a dickhead. And if I live by those rules, then I can't go too far wrong. So let me go back again for you. And I hope that me sharing this journey will help someone somewhere today. So I set a goal. I discovered happiness and I discovered that I wasn't going to get it by buying things or I wasn't going to get it by being a certain size on the weighing scales. Happiness was a feeling that I got through doing things. I looked at my inner values instead of what I looked like externally. And when life gets hard, I double down on those strengths. I remember when my, the day my boss called me in to tell me about the complaints and the bullying that's happening to me in work. That day I left work and I saw an old man in Super Valley car park. And I went out my way and went over to the guy, the man, the old man, who was pushing his trolley. And I said, do you need help with that? And there and then I took control again. Instead of questioning, my God, why would someone hate me that much to bully me? I doubled down on my kindness that day because it made me feel amazing. And I surround myself with positive people. I don't want the negativity. I think that it's toxic. I think that people's small opinions are toxic. If you're not swimming in the boat of positivity, I just wave at you and I move on. I say hello and I move on. And I gratitude journal. This is where I write down where I'm thankful for everything that I already have. And this includes days where I may want to punch the head off Sean because he's driving me nuts. I gratitude and say, aren't I lucky that I have a husband who's into cycling? Whereas actually my anger was about Sean being gone on the bike. Aren't I lucky that I have a husband who's interested in his health? And I gratitude and I'm able to find the positive connections in everything. Of course there are days that it's really, really difficult. Of course there's days where I slip back in. Um, we're recording this just after Christmas, January 4th. Um, there definitely are days where you slip back in feeling fat because you've ate the tin of roses again. But I have much better skill now at resetting and going again. And that's another thing. This journey of life isn't about um, starting a new habit and staying going for life. It doesn't work like that. The path to success is like a heartbeat where you go up, you come down, you go up, you come down, you go up, you come down. The big skill that you need to have is you need to reset. When the wheels fall off your wagon, you simply reset and you go again. You understand that falling off the wagon is part of the process. That is the process. You do well, you fall. You go again, you fall. You go again, you fall. What you become better at is how long it takes you to reset and go again. The more you reset, the quicker you get at reset. The more times you fall, the better you get at getting back up and going again. And you have to feel empowered. Yeah, but my choice was easy. I could have stayed down, but I went again. So I guess uh, 35 minutes in, this is probably my longest podcast I've done so far. Um, I hope that it has connected with somebody. I hope that if you are me, that my tips on what I've told you I've done um, have really helped you. Um, if you keep an eye on my Instagram, I'll put up a list of or even send me a message. I'll send you a list of the of the people who I'm listening to right now, the people I'm following right now, because that changes quite a lot. Um, and how I found who I find influential, and yeah, I guess uh, there's a uh, 36 minutes of honesty, and I really hope that that has helped somebody today. I hope that you're enjoying my podcast. Um, 
these are not designed to generate more business for me. These are designed to help me spread my message. Because if I've wasted 20 years, you can be damn sure I'm making up for it. Through my ability to help and influence this industry. And I need to be clear on my driving force for this. Remember my 10-year-old at the start of this podcast who I told you displays some levels of self-hate. My goal is very simple here. My goal is to create a space and an environment and a world where that young lady does not become me. Where your young ladies do not become me. Where their self-worth is not determined by what they weigh on scales or the size of their waist. Where they can get up, feel confident, feel strong in who they are, not what they are. My goal in this is very simple. This isn't about making money. I can make enough money to live off in the college. Easy peasy. Best job in the world. This is about more. This is about me giving back. This is about me getting back my 20 years. Have a great day, podcast world. See you ridiculously soon.